What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's the mix, powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the Daily Fantasy app we love so much because we keep making money. <laughs> That's what I'm all about, baby. Download the app for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're gonna match that first hundred bucks for free. If it's free, it's for us. I'm your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, Big Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York. As always, we coming out the chair. As always, catch me on the Bird app at John Legaza or hit us up at Mayo Media Network. Let my boss know how good of a job we're doing. But also, I got some cool graphics that really, I think, are very, very helpful. This being one of the only spots that truly incorporating daily play with Jock Market. Hopefully, some of the other cool stuff we're doing. Nuance, context, analytics, X's and O. Enough of that. We need more of this. It's the fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere. Man, I saw somebody on social media claiming they had the fastest show. I don't know about that. You try listening to this bad boy at two times speed. Let's get it, everybody. Starting up, as always, with your blue chip Stocks brought to you by Jock Market. We're using Run the Sims projections to come up with the highest projected players on each team. We got Patriots. We got Cardinals. It's Monday Night Foosball Week 14 in the desert. Now, again, for all the new listeners, welcome aboard. Thank you so very, very much. I know interest tends to wane at this part of the season, you know, outside of the true true degenerates, you know, me head day. But, and I get it, the quality of the games are, you know, going down, because players are getting injured, teams are being eliminated, they start experimenting, but, you know, the realness, those who know we're right here in the front seat driving a bus, it's on the Patriots, right? We got Ramondre Stevenson, no surprise there, projected for 24 points, and then a teardrop, we down to 16 and a half for Mac Jones, slice that in half to get to Devontae Parker down to Henry at 8 and Aguilar at 7.5. Now remember, just a quick stop. Again, this is why I do provide these images. You can go and get these numbers at any time for free on my Twitter handle or on Twitter, um, the show handle, Mayo Media Network. And I think it's more important, right, to look at the projections. Again, these companies are extremely good at this stuff. And then allowing them to speak to us. We're going to do our analysis, draw conclusions from there, look at values in the second pillar of profit and hopefully be consistent with our plays and end the day with more paper in our pocket than when we started. On the Arizona side, I mean, Arizona getting healthy. I know, got to be careful again. This is why we, you know, we split the stats that we do and add the nuance that we try to do here at Mayo Media because season-long stats in the NFL are garbage at this point. They really are. They're quite useless. And they, in fact, the reason we like them, if anything, is because they tend to drive the market a little bit, right? People see those green digits... 32nd opposing rank or something like that when we know that it's meaningless because when teams are healthy or not healthy they have to do different things all right it's Kyler Murray at 20 points the second highest projected player on the slate keep that in mind below him is DeAndre Hopkins Nuke at 17-7 below him is Connor at 16-9 below him is Marquise Brown at 14 so I mean the Cardinals have four players above 14 right off the bat you wouldn't think that this was a game with a two-point spread Right, and I think, I haven't really incorporated these things, because I'm not sure exactly if we could definitely quantify it, but you look at these, the two projection sides, and the team with all the lowest projections is projected to be favorites. Right off the bat, I'm thinking the Cardinals probably have a shot at this, because I think people are chasing a Patriots team that maybe a bit of a fugazi, right? The defense that we've hung our hat on at certain points in the year has really just beat up on bad defenses and uh, offenses, I should say, and exciting offenses, particularly those with running quarterbacks, like we got with Kyler Murray, hopefully fully healthy off the bye. 
they have struggled. All right, let's do some handicapping, you know, the things that we do here. Again, I got defense year to date. We're going to just blow through it. I want to split and get to the last six. I think it's more important. Patriots defense on the year has just been phenomenal. And that's what I mean. You look at this and you say, who is getting to these guys? Top three in EPA per play, only 311 yards per game, five yards per play, all those in like the top five, top eight. Opponents only scoring 31% of the time. Positive EPA per snap and rush, positive EPA per drop back against the pass, positive EPA in the man and in the zone. I mean, 200 yards per game through the air, 111 on the ground. Patriots defense on a whole looking really good. But again, eh, competition is what it is. Arizona defense, okay, on the year, they look just awful. 27 points a game, 43% scoring drives allowed, more than two yards before contact on the ground. We have to keep that one in mind. Bottom five in completion rate allowed. Bottom five in completions per game, 245 yards a game. They've allowed 24 touchdowns through the air. However, when you look at the last six, it's gotten a bit better for it. We've seen Arizona get a little bit more healthy on defense, and now they're using just a a ton of zone. Now, what does that mean? Again, where I, I hope at least this show kind of sticks out. And again, why I think it's so actionable that we do the analysis with the projections, combine those two things to come up with our own conclusion with these kind of split stats. All right, check it out. So the Cardinals, the points allowed are still there. The yards of game at 350 is just about average EPA per play, right about average point negative, but in 0.05. The rush defense has really struggled Five yards per rush, 2.7 yards before contact per rush. That's the leading indicator for big splash runs. So right off the bat, if you're doing like these deep prop tickets or playing these things right off the bat, you're already thinking Ramondre Stevenson, long rush, like the over on the long rush because of that yards before contact. The passing defense, they're allowing tons. you got to remember what it means to run these crazy high zones. Yes, so the completions per game through the roof at 26. Completions allowed percentage-wise, 71% through the roof. However, only 227 pass yards a game. I think they're first in yards per second at 9.4 so what's it mean they're going to allow the Patriots to work underneath guess what Patriots not very dynamic on offense and I don't believe I'm not sure if Jacoby Myers is listed out but he's got like back to back to back DNPs I just got smoked on that with Matt Milano on defense but I don't think Myers is going to play he's not reflected in the projections and without him what explosives do the Patriots have outside of Ramondre? Yes, he's been involved in the pass game. We'll talk about that in a little bit because, again, Harris has practiced. He has not practiced at all. I'm looking at it right now. Damien Harris has not practiced, didn't practice Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I don't know if he's he's listed as doubtful. Oh, they changed it to doubtful, so that's probably an out. So we're going to get to Ramondre. You know what? While I got that and I'm on the roll, I do have Ramondre without Harris. 19 touches a game, 190 rush yards total. The next, the reason I mentioned it, the next is J.J. Taylor with nine. Okay, so it is the Ramondre Stevenson show. The problem is if they're going to be able to work enough of the attention away from him through the pass game. I'm not so sure about that. The one thing that we do know, Arizona defense, they have been terrible against tight ends. Dead last on the season. 86 receptions, 960 yards for nine touchdowns. Five different tight ends have gone for over 70 receiving yards in a game. So we want to be looking at Hunter Henry. We want to be looking maybe even at Jonu Smith. We're going to get to that in the past. That's have been trying to do more defense, X and O, EPA, zone and man, during the blue chips, and then more of the granular pass-catching stuff in the penny stock section of value. So what else do we got here as far as defense? Um, last six again, Patriots looking very, very good. 
264 yards a game is number one. 4.3 yards per play, number one. 0.16 EPA per snap is number one. 23 yards allowed per drive on defense is number one. The scoring rate, number one. I mean, it is pretty ridiculous here. They've been very good at stopping the run. Opponents have a three-yard per rush. Again, Connor is going to get the rock. He's dominating the backfield. But, 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 big shaking butt. He has not really looked very explosive. I don't think they're going to get much on the ground. They're going to have to do it through the air with the Patriots. Again, have been very good. But here is the hang-up, and I think this is what's going to tie into what I mentioned about the Patriot struggles uh, with running quarterbacks in particular. And it has to do with the style of play, right? So the Patriots are one of the most man-heavy defenses in the league. And just to put a little bit of context on it, again, perspective is really what I've always been about. Again, nobody cares about the breakdown of this game, right? Nobody's going to watch me analyze this game two days from now. But it is possible that in days from now, you think about a lesson that we've learned, something that we've laid out, you know, some kind of methodology or, like, procedural approach. And you say, wow, I'm going to use that. And boom, like, that's really the feather in the cap, right? That's really what we're aiming for here at MMN. You know, listen, entertainment is great, content is great, but I want to leave people with that lasting impression because I think, you know, here's like a life lesson, right, everybody? And that's kind of the things that we do here also. Again, you want the graphics that are on the in, in social media. Every single day, I don't believe that you stay the same. I think you either get better or you get worse at stuff. So even if it's like marginal and incremental, do nothing and I believe you get worse. So do nothing for long enough. You incrementally get worse for long enough that you suck at whatever it was. And the reverse works for improving. So every day, I just try and get a little bit better, a little bit sharper. And then when you look back in the mirror in a couple months, you go, wow, I've changed. All right, so Patriots run a ton of man. That number's up around 30%. Those are the things that I really wanted to highlight. When you hear heavy zone, like the Cardinals with a heavy zone pack, it's like a 90% zone. And then when you add in all the other short, you know, snaps and stuff that you're not going to play zone, it's basically absolute, right? So it's a pretty much a full zone pack. When you talk about man, the highest man coverage has got up into the 40s and the 50s. That's like the Giants. Other teams up highs up in the 30s, right? Those are man packs. So the Patriots run a lot of man. What happens when you run a lot of man, it can force defenders to turn their back on the quarterback, even if it's briefly. And that's when he goes, right? So, and teams knowing that may look, especially the our Cardinals have a ton of explosives, right? With Brown back, Hopkins back, and if Murray is healthy, right? Even Dorch there at the bottom. I mean, they don't even have Rondell Moore, but we know the Dorch role is pretty good in the slot. They're going to use that, the Cardinals, I mean, to, let's say, Brown and Nuke are on the same side of the field, and you're getting a man look. If the Cardinals fake a roll there, right? Fake everyone to the right, let's say, the back door is going to be open, back, a back turn to Kyler, he's going to take off. So where are we going now, right? So as we walk these things, spoiler alert, props are like not up for this game yet. I'm, I'm tired of putting up props that I don't love. So you can follow us on Twitter. Maybe we'll, you know, we'll post and everything. I'm not trying to hide anything from anybody. I'm, just, I'm sick of these books. Or they're playing cat and mouse with us, and I'm up before the crack of dawn to bring you this show. So we want Murray rush props, right? That's where I was going with that again. Let the projections let the analysis then speak to the work so we we love Ramondre Stevenson because he's going to get all of the volume without Harris and we like the over on a rush yards and over on a long rush I like Murray for a long rush I like Murray for his rush props alone his rush prop is like minus 130 and that's what I'm getting at I'm waiting for the alt prop like I'm never I'm not going to bet minus 130 
props in this environment. People are not hitting them. I want to be betting the ones that I am betting, plus 200, plus 220. We hit a plus 320 Ryan Tannehill 250 pass drop prop. Like, that's where I want to be, right? You could have bet minus 110 and you didn't get any of that kind of plus 250 and it covers other losses. Again, strategy just pouring out of our nose. You know, all the things that we do is we're balancing all these balls on sticks. So the blue chips is pretty clear here. On the Patriots side, it is like Stevenson. And I'll give you a hint, it's probably Parker without Myers. We'll get to that in a bit. Other side, Murray, of course, Hopkins, and Brown. I think the blue chip that I'd probably get away from is Connor. And again, validated through the good Patriot defense, not trying to make them into the 85 Bears, but they have been very good. You know, uh, Belichick historically known for scheming, and a lot of times it translates into high pressure rates with low blitz rates. That's exactly what we get. You know, Patriots in a bottom eight blitz rate at 20%, but top eight in pressure rate at 40%, leading the league, I think, with four sacks a game. They're also near the top of the board in splash plays. So that's how the Patriots get it done. They make those big plays. So boom, that will do it for your blue chip section brought to you by Jock Market. Rate, review, and subscribe. And if you liked anything there, right, that was everything that I got. That was the full that was the full arsenal, right? That was the full gauntlet of the big dudes thing. I got the two guns going, you know, doing a cool-looking guy to be everything. So if you dig in any of that, remember, at this point in the season, determinations for shows are being made, you know, the rates, the reviews, and the subscribes really matter the most. And for my true, real ones out there, the people that have put out those five-star reviews, mentioning me by name, truly touching in this holiday season, means a lot to me. And that's why I try and bring the smoke that I do every day. All right, let's get it. Second pillar of profit, the bowl is in the red zone. Come on, we gotta get it to the goal line. How else are we gonna punch it in so I can do my dance? Let's get it. It's your cost analysis section as always remember just because something is cheap doesn't make it a value value is a rate stat there are expectations tied to these things this is the graphic that you want for all the people at home doing the audio only thing jump on over to social media and grab this because again i don't think anyone is doing this we have projected points salary cost per point projection and your jock market RPO. Let's mix them all together. We'll put them together, and what do you got? A uh, bibbidi-bobbidi-boop. All right, at the top, Kyler Murray. We know he's healthy, and he's back. I think we need to be careful with his season-long stats, like I mentioned, because he has his weapons back, and he looked good the last time out. And that's like, what a shocker. You know, right? Quarterbacks with their weapons look good, and quarterbacks missing weapons tend not to. Um, through the air, not crazy against the Chargers, 192 192, 2 and 1, but the 756 and 1 is really what we're looking at. That was before the buy. If he's feeling spry, we want that Murray rush prop. We're going to hammer that home. Again, as far as the rate stuff goes, Murray projected for 20 points, 11.2, okay, salary. Max Owens projected for 16.6, 9.6 salary. Again, feels like, wow, that's a huge difference, right? You're paying up for Murray, right? That's the feeling that we have, the intuitive gut feeling. However, when you do the math, the cost for points are almost identical. Murray at 557, Mac Jones at 578, right? I mean, again, you moved up the projection of a decimal point. Those things are going to be exactly equal. So keep that stuff in mind. DK projection, 66 from Murray, 54 from Mac Jones. That's not disparate enough to cover the Murray projections. And again, in jock market, we're always looking for the top player because that, you know, right, you get dis you, I say, you get proportionately rewarded closer to the top. You get Murray with the rushing floor, dangerous in the red zone. That's where you want to be. Mac Jones doesn't have that in the arsenal. So it's Murray as the blue chip. Murray also as the value. Cue him up across the board. Running backs, it's Ramondre. We talked about his workload without Damien Harris. If Harris is indeed out, you can expect all of the Stevenson. I mentioned that at the open. Then to James Conner, who again is going to get a ton of load. I don't think he is very explosive. 
So it's going to have to be a volume thing. The thing is, if he doesn't get the end zone, you end up with some of these messy games like he had against Seattle, 7 for 45. They caught five balls for 19, which is excellent. But we have seen these kind of whack rushing totals, right? I mean, it's all season. Against Vegas, 7 for 25. Against the Rams, 13 for 39. Against Carolina, 15 for 55. Against the Eagles, 9 for 55. These are all in a row. Seattle, 7 for 45. So like, the rushing game is not explosive. Be careful of Connor. I don't think that's how they're going to get it done today, especially when we mentioned the pressure pack from the Patriots. You may see Connor doing a little more pass pro than normal, right? So again, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm not even having the greatest season. I think yesterday's prop plays, oh, we just missed, put us in the red for the season, but we're right around even, which again is really the point of betting. I shouldn't say the point, the point of betting is to win, but the point of sustainable action plans is to remain around even where you're not exposing yourself to the vulnerabilities of having to deposit. So there's another excellent lesson, man, I'm telling you. That's why I in the arena every single day, not because I can predict the winners, but because I properly manage the risk. I mean, that's, you know, I'm not shy about it, and I guess that's a skill in its own. I just, I don't really, I don't know. I think I'm kind of dumb, to be honest. All right, so after Connor, the thing we love about Connor is the massive workload. I was looking at this for, oh my gosh, I don't even know. Maybe if, it must have been the athletic. Yeah, it must have been the athletic Q&A, and Connor has, I think, 10 times, 10 times the workload of the next player. I mean, it's like, it is absolutely ridiculous. Once they cut a Benjamin, I mean, Connor had 24, 16, and 28 touches opposed to like nine total the other way. It is just ridiculous. So it's all Connor all the time. But, 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 like, you know, soapy water, but where the doors that open in jock market, right, is... Ingram is so cheap, only projecting three points, 2.6 salary, makes a lot of sense, so the cost per point is not there, which we understand. The thing is the IPO at 172, remember you get a dollar back on every share in JM. Gosh, if Connor, you know, even gets swapped for a drive or two, Ingram we know can catch the ball, he's the guy that I'd like as far as value, right? Because again, I don't think you're going to see Ingram doing the pass pro thing like Connor will, so... When he's on the field, it may be to run the route and catch the ball. So I prefer Ingram from a value standpoint, especially I, I, I think that's how the Cardinals are going to have to do it, right? Is to kind of get away from the point of attack, to get away from the front seven of the Patriots and kind of try and spread it. Again, we don't know how this is going to totally play out, but that's where I would be. Off of Connor, onto Ingram. Right, of course, we mentioned Ramondre. Let's do the pass-catching stuff. I got some really cool stats. As always, this is for all the DGens as well. I know not everyone does the social media Twitter thing. I'm also, it's on Patreon, all the same handles. It's not, you don't pay, it's free Trion for you and me, Trion. But I have been putting up these tools. People were asking me, you know, Johnny used to put up all these really cool baseball tools. You know, I know that, especially around here, right, the Mayo Media crew is man sharp, which I get. That's what I, 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 like, I get it, right? That's why you like Pat. That's why Pat likes me. That's why I like him and I like you, and we all like each other in the trust tree, you know, whatever, with the leaves. <laughs> Kill myself. Make myself. Make myself. Well, listen, man, that's what it's all about is the sharpness and me putting out the tools. So I'm putting out all these, the stats that you hear here, I'm putting them out for free on Patreon, just look up my name, I mean, all these advanced stuff, everything's conditionally formatted, advanced defensive stats, and what this allows you to do then, because I have the EPA zone for the catchers, I also have it on the defensive side, you can kind of mix and match on your own, right, so and that's exactly, that's what I've always been about, yeah, I'm going to show you my work, but I want you to go and do it 
yourself. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do my best to show you all my crib notes, but at the same time, I want to leave you with the door cracked open, right? Leave the light on for you. If you want to stay up at night and hammer this stuff out, you want to push your game further, that's what I'm here for, right? Those are the people that I really care the most about. So you get it on Twitter, you get it on Patreon, and seriously, it's all the stuff that you could possibly want, all of the stuff that I'm here quoting. All right, let's get it. Pass catchers, this is the last four for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, surprise, surprise, Ramondre Stevenson leading the way with eight targets a game, seven receptions a game. I mean, 25% of the team target share going to Ramondre Stevenson. Again, he is the man today. However, he's going to get all the focus of the Cardinal defense. Do the Patriots have a backup plan? It used to be Jacoby Myers. Well, he is probably out. After that, there is not a single pass catcher. The last four on the Patriots that has a better than 15% target share or more than 24% of the air yards, those are Nelson Aguilar's number. It's been really rough. They are spreading the ball around like crazy. I did do a little more splitting for you here. So these are the Patriots in the games at Mac Jones' place. This is back to week eight before that bye when he capped back up. Talk about like an even split. I mean, there may not be a more, you know, spread target tree. So, like, this, in fact, this is a, a bonsai, right? So the Patriots' target tree is a bonsai. It's short, it's stubby, and there's branches everywhere. Check that. I really couldn't believe it. So since week eight, Mac Jones, the leader, Hunter Henry. And remember, Arizona struggling against the tight ends. Circle Hunter Henry. 16 targets, 11-168-1. Ooh, like that. Aguilar, 15 targets, 11-102-1. Circle him. Janu, 13 targets, 12 for 77. Bourne, 12 targets, 8 for 70. Parker, 11 targets, 8 for 115. Thornton, 11 targets, 5 for 54. It is so equally dispersed, right? I mentioned that. No Pat with a plus 11% target, team target without Jacoby. But it is Devontae Parker. So, the six targets a game, these are the two games without Jacoby again. I'm, always, I'm like splitting, splitting on top of splitting here, right? That's what this is. This life's all about, this NFL life. So, in the games without Parker, without Myers, it's been Parker at the lead, right? He's been there, number one. Six targets a game, 90 receiving yards a game, 23% team target, 43% of the air yards. That's against the zone, which the Cardinals are like hyper-using, right? So, there's a touch of... All the stuff that we've done working together. So I think there's our Patriots side is Hunter Henry and Devontae Parker because of the zone use. Depending on Jonu Smith's IPO, which we have listed here, that's why he ended up on the sheet because his IPO is set at 267. Yeah, Henry you'd think would be the preferred target. But again, it might just be an efficiency thing. So Henry's depth has been greater, but 16 targets to 13, 11 catches to Henry, 12 for John. So he has more catches than Hunter Henry. He could be going for half the price. So in DK, where you need the big score, obviously it's still Henry, but in jock market where it's like relative gains compared to pricing, each play standing on its own, I think you need a piece of John also, again, running into that, you know, Arizona struggle against tight end thing. I'm not that, I'm not that the biggest position kind of dvp pvp right position versus position thing but whatever it's something because that's normally indication of undersized linebackers right that you know again you know some of the stuff you're getting here undersized linebackers struggling to cover some of those bigger bodies and john o smith is certainly that so patriot side forget thornton parker i think with his own use i think he gets a check and i think smith and 
Henry also going to check. So if you're that, right, in your narrative, again, I'm more of a single-entry guy, three-entry guy in DK. I don't do this mass stuff. So I, I'm trying to preface that I'm, you know, leading with that, that because that's why I try to be so narrow in my analysis is because I'm, I'm not playing 150 lineups. Now, you can tell who does well. Would it surprise you? So I play everything. And it's like, that to me is just whatever. It's a little bit of a cop-out. In one of the three narratives, though, right, again, trying to be consistent, if there's a Patriot side, then it's, you know, Stevenson, Henry, Smith, Parker, right? You're coming back with either Brown or Hopkins. You know, just to give you an idea of, I think, I actually think the Cardinals are going to smoke the Patriots, and I really do. I think they're going to smoke the Patriots today. I think the Patriots are going to have to establish the run, but when it comes down to covering the pass, I think the Cardinals are a bit too explosive. Let's do their side of it really quick. I mean, it's everything that you want. In the last month, Hopkins... 11 targets a game, 7.7 receptions for 92 yards, 106 air yards per game, 31% of the team targets, 43% of the team air yards. It's all about Nuke, man. He is just like the absolute goat. I have some... Okay, last week, this is what we wanted to look at, right? Because I mentioned at the out, again, trying to tie in all these circles, all the bowls spinning on sticks here. Maybe I'll make that the lesson before I get out of here. It's been a while. I, I, gosh, I hate using a one-game sample, but, like, it's literally all we got. Because I mentioned the understanding and projections of teams at full strength, opposed to not, in particular, when we're talking about one of the most impactful or some of the most impactful players in the game, right? Hollywood Brown and Nuke Hopkins and how one plus one can equal three. So, last week, again, it, I wouldn't call it a bonsai tree, right? right? The opposite of the bonsai tree. We got the Redwood, the big Seneca, you know, the one trunk with one giant branch, you know, very, very narrow tree. Arizona, it was all brown, it was all Hopkins. Brown, 30% of the team targets, 32% of the team air yards. Nuke, 22% of the team targets, 38% of the team air yards, right? So Brown working a little bit closer, Nuke working a little bit farther out. But I did mention the Patriots being extremely heavy as far as man coverage goes. Hollywood has been the number one target of Kyler versus the man on the season. 10 catches, 130, and 2 touchdowns. 2017 target, 39 team air, plus 30% target per route run, more than 2.2 yards per route run against man defense. So I think if I had to choose Nuke versus Hopkins... I'm probably going to go with Brown. I think the value is there, right? If the projections, we have them at equal. He's much cheaper, 7.6 opposed to 11.6. And the IPO at 9.84 opposed to 13.82. Now, I'm not trying to put down Hopkins. I think in my Cardinal play, right, in the Cardinal narrative, Hopkins is a very strong part of it because he's very difficult to beat man man coverage. And remember, he's not like this young super separator anymore. Hopkins winning at the point of attack. Yeah, good luck with that. Like you could two two guys on him are gonna have a hard time. He is glue. He's got the reach and the ball skills with the ability to adjust midair. He's just phenomenal. He is downright phenomenal. So you, you know, again, we're not trying to throw the baby away with the bathwater because I like Brown over Nuke because of the defensive schematics. Remember, thirty-eight percent man still leaves sixty-two percent zone. So, all right, that'll do it for the penny stocks. Just real quick, loving Murray. Of course, we love Mondre. Ingram is a nice value. Brown is probably my value blue chip, right? The value blue chip of the guys I think to go finish first. I think he's the cheapest. And then for the Patriots, we're looking at Parker, Henry, and Jonu Smith. Boom, 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 boom. The big man got us. Goal to go. All right, let's wrap this one up 
quickie as can be. Unfortunately, I do not have any player props out because I'm not going to... I just can't do it right now. I just can't do it. I can't deal with the cat and mouse of the books exposing anybody that is actually taking these. And I'm not like, what do you mean? You're actually taking the bets I'm talking about? It's not like I don't play them, but sometimes I'm not playing these exact plays because alt props are the key for me right now, which is funny because I've just talked about how I, I dove into the red slightly. But again, this is real life. Yesterday, we had Hawkinson. We needed over 70 yards plus 200. All right, he's one of the rare cases. He covered the regular prop, but he didn't get the alt prop, but plus 200 just missed. Same for Brandon Ayuk. We needed 60. He got 57. So first of all, think about those totals, 70 and 60. These are low totals. To be getting paid plus 200 on the same play that other people are cashing, minus 125. I'd rather take my shot at the deeper odds, because again, sustainability at the center of this. Most of the volume prop players in the game today have got, are just getting eviscerated because the totals aren't there. It's not like these people are not smart. It's like they don't understand. They're not sharp anymore. The game is changing. So with the game changing fundamentally, particularly from a defensive standpoint, what's ending up happening is we're seeing mismatches exploited, then overexploited. And if an offense cannot adjust, it, that happens for the rest of the game. What that turns into are spike weeks from players and then nothing for everybody else. So if you had a spread ticket, you got the one hit, but it was minus 118. My spread ticket, I get one hit, but I covered three other bets. And I think that's probably the best lesson to have for prop play before we get out of here. One last lesson. Let's do it really quick because I mentioned it. I hate to forget it. It's really one of my favorite analogies when I mentioned spinning bowls on sticks. And it's one of the ways that I'm able to be the way I am, you know, doing the Tasmanian devil thing. But then regroup and get back online and i think of the very um my favorite analogy it's if you're older than i am it's the gong show if you're my age or uh, i'm sorry if you're older than me it's the ed sullivan show and if you're my age or younger it's the gong show and his name was eric brand and he used to spin right these bowls on sticks so you probably remember it right circus music going, bah, 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 and you know the bowls are spinning on sticks and he's one it's two it's three it's eight it's 15 now at this point you're saying johnny what god's world are you talking about the point is this it's my favorite analogy for critical thought so each of those bowls represents an idea it's spinning provided you get back to it before it falls off the stick you can remain you know relevant in that process and if you get too far away the ball falls, the whole thing is lost, right? The show is over, you're getting gonged. So I'm always thinking about that. How many sticks, bowls can I add without missing that first one? And I hope you saw a little bit of it today, right? We started with the outset of teams and grading them through a lens of health, digesting projections to create a narrative that being consistent in our own play as we use, right, the analysis, all the stats that I'm grabbing here, there, and everywhere. So that'll do it for us here at Mayo Media Net. I really, really, really appreciate you if you can't tell. I think it must be a holiday season thing. I'm very emotional at this time of year. You know, I love the giving. I, I'm, I'm a giver. And, um, you know, I just, I really means a ton, a ton to me that you guys, uh, girls, spend your time with us here. You know, the interaction and the feedback and people getting to me and talking about how, like, I've helped them in their understanding. And like I said, furthering that understanding. And it's almost like a matrix kind of thing. Like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. So if you're really into developing your analysis, I think this kind of granular look at schematics and how teams approach that 
is a difference maker. So, all right, that's the very last lesson. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Five-star reviews are the best Christmas gift that you could give me. And download the Jock Market app. Use that promo code MMN because that stuff matters way more than it should. And press the cartoon finger on your way out while you're doing the screenshot thing because I really dig in those graphics. I actually refer back to the Penny Stock one, my own. It's really can be advantageous to see how a DK price compares to a jock market IPO. And you may say, ah, you know what? I like it in one format or the other. All right, thanks so much for picking up what we're putting down. I catch you on Thursday. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. Remember the very last lesson as always. When you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, don't it? Damn right, yo. Peace.